Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Thing of the Past by Stacey Keller. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing? Hi, hello. Greg. Hi, hello. Nicole. Hi, hi. <laughs> how come every time I say hello, you laugh? Am I just funny? <laughs> I, no, I laugh at both you and Greg. It's not just you. I like that girl's voice. I like Stacey's voice. I like a lot about that recording. I like the softness of it. I like kind of has the, an energy, right? Yeah. I like I like the way it drives. I like all the little like fluty background nuancey sounds, and I like how her voice half the time is is just a bit overmodulated, so it gives a little bit of a something. It's a really cool recording. The whole thing is again. I I always overuse this word, but. I like the vibe. Sim- simple melody, which I was whistling in the uh, break. And you know what's good, too? This is uh, my big pet peeve. She sings words well. You know, I like pe- she says words well. And uh, I like the way she sings them. I like how she says may. And I don't know. I just like that she says words. And, and to me, that's she, important. She articulates them very well. Well, you, even, of- you even write words uh, that 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 sing well, right? You you will make a choice uh, for alliteration when there I might think be it, a I think yeah, I think it's the most important. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, you know, to me, you know, I, I really love lyrics. Lyrics are very important to me, almost more than melody. Sometimes, but a lot of times, yeah. the right word may not sing well. So you got to change it. You can't, you know, because it sounds awkward. You know, for me anyway. So. I'll tell you something, another quick thing. I was listening to this great uh, Spotify playlist called Indie Covers. And basically what it is is all these indie artists like Phoebe Bridges and a bunch of other artists doing covers of old of other people's songs, you know. And there's this great song she, that she does called Summer's End. And I love the way she does it. I love this song. It's called Summer's End by Phoebe Bridges. Who did Bridges. the original? And that's what I'm going to say. So... I finally go, this sounds, this is a great song. It was written by John Prine. I went and go find John Prine's version. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> you didn't like I, it at all. I, I don't get You're it. You're not a John Prine fan. I know, I just don't, I, the song is great, but I just don't get him singing it. It's like, if I heard him singing this song, I wouldn't have gotten it. She just gives it some kind of life to me that just, I, I dig. And I guess it's like some of the Dylan stuff, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, Dylan's stuff has been covered better than his his recordings of it. You know what I mean? I have to admit, I have a new appreciation for John Prine. I never got him until now. Anyway, but I'll tell you, but uh, getting back to Stacy, you can tell she's young. and It sounds young. It sounds fresh. You know? Yeah, That's another thing, too. I guess too. these guys just sound old. You know? And even though and it's funny, it's not even the song. Because when, when when Phoebe Bridges did it, it sounded modern and and young. When he does it, it sounds like some old guy on a boat. You know, so <laughs> it's just funny. But you know what? For six hours yesterday, I started to believe that maybe someone will listen to me, and my dream came true. And someone <laughs> pulled the plug. Somebody pulled the plug <laughs> on the, on Facebook. Yeah. Someone said, you know, we, Carl's right. We got to pull the plug on the internet. So Facebook, right. Instagram, WhatsApp, all of it Messenger, down. yeah, all Do we know what, what, have they have they pinpointed exactly what occurred? I don't think we'll ever really truly know. Well, I, can, I don't know what I was doing at that time, but I can, I'm happy to report publicly that I completely missed it all. I didn't. I didn't have any clue that anything was down. I just talked to Nicole's one who told me. I actually only knew because I went to go check the stats on the post from our 
previous episode with Meredith Roundsley. I was going to say, I think what happened yesterday, though, kind of brings to light the importance of, like, especially in the music community, what do you do when your your number one platform that your fans are on goes down? Um, you do- I mean, you're done or you figure out how to get people onto an email list or you just start doing like the guerrilla marketing where you, you get go a staple and you co- gun. You go around to the coffee shops and the bars. The copy machine. Yeah. And then the local radio station picks up your track and plays it for the town. It's just like 1957. How many flyers you ever made where you you make the flyer, then on the bottom you write the number like 25 times and you cut little slots so they can rip off the number? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I used to do that all the time. Like, you know, oh, oh man. Anyway, you want to play a song, another song by Stacy? Yeah, let's play um, Make It Here. Make It Here by Stacy Kelleher.
I know what I like about her voice. It's really pure, but it has a real slight rasp to it that mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I thought it was overmodulation, yeah, but it's just her. In the middle, it's her yeah. rasp, but I think that's what I know. What she's got too. She's got good, um, really good pitch. You know, which is important too. I don't think any there's any auto tune on any of that. It's her just hitting mm. those notes and going those falsettos and back, and she's right on on target. Very cool. This is me hearing it for the first time. I'm really wanting to see visual with, uh, I wonder if she's. Yeah, she has a great video. You can check oh, her out. Okay, excellent. I was going to For the last song we're oh. going to play, we're going to play one of her singles for the last song. And there's a video on our website, StacyKellerMusic.com. I think. On YouTube. Uh, it's really, it's a cool video. Yeah, and we'll make sure to link it for everyone too. I think the uh, the use of video is like that kind of um, you know kind of. Yeah, she's got a goes, cool look but, too, by the way. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that um, things are getting more and more and more visual. Uh, so if you're, yeah, I think, I think that started happening like in eighty one, in eighty one, Greg, when they did MTV. No, no, I think TikTok is <laughs> uh, has really stepped to the forefront. I, I, yeah, I think it started. Exposing I think it started like artists. in the fifties with the Ed Sullivan Show and yeah, Elvis. No, Ted Mack amateur. No, I think, hour, I think it right? started like in yeah. the forties when television <laughs> <laughs> newsreels. No, I newsreels, mean, right? I mean, you know, it's like. like if if you if you get if there if there's a conveyance that comes about like TikTok that is like the hot new thing with you know the opportunity to get uh, on a bandwagon and actually be discovered via video or visually you know you run with it because Lord knows that there are millions of hours of visual content uploaded to YouTube on a on a monthly basis. And uh, it's very difficult to be discovered there. Well, I think it's even harder to get discovered on TikTok now just because, it, I mean, I think they're reaching or they already have reached the saturation of people posting almost incessantly on it. Yeah, you have to, I think as an artist, you have to be responsible for making good video first. And then hopefully there'll be some people come around that will put you in a position where you can be seen, you know. Didn't we speak with? I think we. We. With, we um, I was actually going to say. Stacey. Speaking of, he actually spoke with Stacy, so uh, we can get ready for our questions of the week segment. All right. So the first question we asked her was to tell us a little bit about herself. What's up, ninety four twenty? My name is Stacy Kelleher. Thank you guys so much for having me today. I am an indie pop artist currently based here in Nashville. I'm originally from New Hampshire, way up north, where I started playing instruments from a really young age and totally fell in love with music. And from there, I did music all through grade school. I ended up going to Berklee College of Music in Boston. And after I graduated from there in 2019, I moved down here to Tennessee and I've been working on music here in town ever since. I've been writing new music. I'm currently releasing a bunch of songs leading up to my new EP, which is called Songs So Far, coming out in November, on November 5th. I actually haven't told anybody that yet, so you guys are the first to know. (laughs) Uh, And I'm playing some shows up until then. And on November 5th, I'm going to be headlining the Bowery Vault over in East Nashville. I'm super excited about it. The show starts at 8 p.m. It's free. There's going to be merch. There's going to be full band. It's going to be super awesome. 
What's with all of these like Northeasterners that are all of a sudden transplants? Because Meredith, who we had on last week, she's originally from like uh, Maryland too, but they're all in Nashville now. Yeah, there there are actually. I mean, there have been circuits for singer songwriter folk type things in New England for what since the fifties. Did you go to Boston a lot when you were doing your? I lived there. Thing? Late 80s, early 90s, I lived in Boston. I didn't realize that. The second question we asked her is, what are you working on right now? So currently, I'm really focusing on all the music that I'm releasing, sending over my stuff to blogs, playlists, all that kind of back-end music business stuff. I'm working on getting started on my next project, actually. Um, I'm a very creative person, and I find that if I'm not actively working on music, I tend to kind of go a little crazy and it feels like there's a part of my life that's missing. So currently brainstorming and I'm going to be getting back into some writing sessions in the next few weeks. Um, I'm also rehearsing for all of these shows coming up for my show at the Bowery Vault. I'm actually going to be heading down to Atlanta after that too on November 10th to play at Eddie's Attic, which I'm super excited about. It's a legendary venue. Um, so if you have any friends in Atlanta, let them know. <laughs> so rehearsing, getting ready for the next project, and kind of all the day-to-day things that come up in between, like being active on my social media pages, sending out information about my shows, all that good stuff. Yeah, no, I, I like the fact that she is getting out of Nashville to play, which you know is one of my favorite things to tell music artists. I also think it's interesting that she said that she gets a little crazy if she's not like constantly working on music. So I I think I like the fact that she's already looking to like what that next project is. I just hope that she lets the EP that's coming out on November 5th breathe, if that makes sense. So I also like she said that she was rehearsing. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. You know, if you're going to go out and play a bunch of shows, go, why not rehearse? Wow. Well, Car- I, I believe that's—I believe that's Carl's one of his little pet peeves. Is he? If, if artists don't rehearse, then are they really performers? How rehearse? How do you not rehearse? How does anyone go anywhere without rehearsing? I, I think it's rare. I do. I, I think so too. I think people are so constant with what the next thing is that they don't sit in the actual thing they're trying to do to make it. How perfect. could you not rehearse? I guess bands rehearse a little bit, but you uh, gotta songwriters. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Well, convinced. and maybe maybe I hear them talk a lot about rehearsing. Maybe Greg and I are jaded a little bit in in that. Maybe I they used do to rehearse sit in front of a mirror of hours and and, and no, play. no, that don't happen today. Get out, really. What else do we ask her? <laughs> so we asked her, what other music artists have inspired your music career so far? Man, I feel like I'm always being inspired by so many artists, both huge major label international artists and even local artists here in Nashville. I really love Lennon Stella, Maggie Rogers, Julia Michaels. I love how... I'm kind of at the same age as them. And so I can really relate to the things that they write about. And of course, I love their writing styles and the music production that they go for. I'm obviously a diehard John Mayer fan, as I think we all are. I also really love and have been inspired by classic rock. So like Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. I love 90s rock like Nirvana, the Foo Fighters. I love Dave Grohl. I think he's one of the greatest to ever 
grace the stage, obviously. Everybody knows that. Um, but I also really love local people. I really love Brie Kennedy. I actually got to meet her because she was fostering my dog that I adopted. And I love her music. Um, I love Gatlin. I think Tristan Bushman is amazing. So, yeah, I'm really into both really big artists and small local artists, too. I, I like that uh, she's influenced by local folks and that she it, she obviously is enjoying, like, giving them a shout out. So what else did we ask um, Stacey? So we got one more question that we asked her, and it's what does a successful music career look like to you? Oh, Let's hear what Stacey had to say. Question. Man, this is such a good question. And I feel like us creatives think about this. At least I know I think about this pretty much every day. And, you know, I think a lot of people think that success in music is getting famous and signing a record deal and selling bajillions of copies of your CDs or whatever. And to some people that is important and that's great. But I feel like being successful in music to me is being able to pay my bills with my music, feeling like I'm reaching people and moving people with my songs because that's such a huge part of music for me. I don't listen to music because somebody sold a jillion records. I listen to music because it meant something to me and maybe it helped me through something or maybe it inspired me to do something. So I feel like those two things being financially stable and feeling creatively satisfied to me are what success in music looks like to me. Well, and I think recently too, it's not just have the positive impact, but we've been hearing about being able to actually create the music that they want to create too. Not necessarily talking about the impact, but being able to always like have free reign over the music and the songs that they're writing and playing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think the independence, I mean, she identified early in the little interview with the idea that she's an independent artist. I think they value the uh, independence of their career and being able to make the music they want to make. Uh, and and that's cool. I, I I think that's important. You know what? I decided I want to become a dependent artist. You want to become a dependent? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I want to be dependent upon uh, the uh, Rich Uncle Records. I'm, yeah. I'm, start, yeah, I'm right. sick of this independent crap. I want to be dependent, man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maybe like you know, like they, they have they have they have like social security. Maybe they should have like you know artist dependency programs, like ADP. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to be an ADP yeah. artist. So I don't know if yeah. you want to keep this in, but um, in the military, there were wives and um, significant others that we would call dependapotamuses um, because they literally <laughs> would get married so that they could reap the benefits of the military service member that they married. So they were a dependapotamus. That's what I want to be a dependabotomous. I like that a lot. Yeah, I even like that phrase too. That's very good, dependabotomous. I don't know. We're all just, you know, what am I going to do? 
We're all just dependipotamuses. We're all dependipotamuses. All right, everyone, make sure that you listen all the way through because we do have one more song from Stacy called You Never Know With Me. Um, for everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website for the links, which is 9420.com. That is numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Always drink two cups of coffee But when I'm pouring it all day It don't feel the same Everything's okay until I spill it And my patience goes down the drain Does anyone else feel this way?